Pinch Me. It's episode number 79 of the Divorce Resource Guide podcast, and today we're talking about why it's important to be thoughtfully fit as you go through your divorce. Welcome to the Divorce Resource Guy podcast with Jason Lavoie, a.k.a. the Divorce Resource Guy, a former divorce attorney turned divorce coach, talking about all things divorce, including the good, bad, and the ugly from an attorney's point of view. Remember, you're not alone. And now your host, Jason Lavoie. Welcome, everybody, to this episode of the Divorce Resource Guy podcast. I am your host, Jason Lavoie, a.k.a. the Divorce Resource Guy, and I'm so excited that you have decided to join us. Now, if you like the podcast, subscribe for free because you get all new episodes when they come out, so make sure to do that. Today, my great guest for you is the author of a program called Thoughtfully Fit, Darcy Loma. She is a master certified coach. She's a dynamic facilitator and inspiring motivational speaker. She's worked as a director for a U.S. senator, a deputy transition director for a governor, and on and on and on. She was even on the national advance team for two U.S. presidential campaigns. Pretty nifty, right? I don't use that word a lot, but I felt like it was appropriate today. Nifty. Now, Darcy is the owner and CEO of Darcy Loma Coaching and Consulting. She works in, uh, she has worked in 48 industries with more than 500 organizations. She creates high-performing people and teams. She is a great person to learn from, which is why I had her on the show. So without further ado, please let me introduce Darcy Loma. Darcy, welcome to the show. I am super excited to have you on today. Thank you, Jason. Great to be here. So... We were just talking off air a little bit and, um, you know, I could right away, and this is the first time we have met each other, right? And, and virtually, but right away I could feel your energy and that's why I was super excited and pumped because I know everybody listening is going to feel it coming through their headphones or AirPods, whatever they're listening to. Um, <laughs> but for those people who are not uh, familiar with you, give us a little bit of background about uh, just who you are and what you do and how you got to this point. Yeah, thank you, Jason. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you uh, for having me. I am, my name is Darcy Loma, and I own a coaching and consulting firm. We do executive coaching, leadership development, team building. And I launched my full-time business after a 20-year career in politics. I worked for two US, uh, U.S. presidential campaigns. I worked for a governor and then ran a U.S. Senate office for 12 years. And when the senator I was working for retired um, in 2012, he announced his retirement. That was uh, the time that I hired a coach to figure out what was next. And everybody assumed, myself included, my husband, my family and friends and colleagues, that I would stay in the political and government and campaign sector. And my coach asked me a question that just blew me away. She said, Darcy, if in 10 years you looked back at this moment in time and had no regrets, what would you do? And I was like, oh, really? (laughs) It was so big, Jason. I'm like, I'd start my own company. I'd be, you know, focused on creating high performing people and teams and solving people problems. So that she helped coach me through all that inner trash talk that was getting in the way saying, you can't do that. You don't have an MBA, right? So January 2nd, 2013 was my last day in the Senate. January 3rd, I launched Darcy Loma Coaching and Consulting. And I have, well, I'm not quite at 10 years yet, but I have no regrets. I love what I do. 
That is that is so awesome. And I, I would love to, even though we're not here for today, but at some point, I, I'd love to talk to you about your political career because uh, full transparency, I'm not, I'm not really a political person. It, it, it makes me mad. <laughs> Mm-hmm. on both sides of everything, yes. uh, you know, how they act. But um, the fact that you worked on presidential campaigns and, and dealt with, um, I think you, you were on the Vance committee, right? When I'm- I was, I was, I did advance. I was in Florida for 38 days doing the presidential recount. If you remember that little thing, Gore little thing. Bush. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's small part of history, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so interesting and so neat. I'm sure you have so many stories to tell. You have so many stories to tell about almost everything I feel like. <laughs> so for today, we're going to focus on, you know, you personally in your personal life and, and, and what's going on um, as far as the kids and, and your marriage and, and your divorce. So let's just rewind for a minute yeah. and talk about your marriage. How long uh, were you married for? I was married one, well, actually, no, uh, 10, 10, almost 11 years. Uh, I was married. Right. And so that's what I call, that's a borderline long-term marriage in le- divorce world, legal terms. That That's like right where the line is when people are talking about what's a long-term marriage, what's a short-term marriage. Yeah. That's a good chunk of time. Yeah. And how many kids do you have? Two kids. And and we were dating, you know, before we got married, I think we were, we were dating probably eight years, something before that. Yeah. And two daughters. Yeah. That's sort of like my situation. I, I knew my wife long before we got married. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, it's, it was a long vetting process. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Getting into politics. <laughs> but um, all right. So let's fast forward now. You're married. And then what happens in your life that kind of turned it all upside down? Yeah. So, so my husband was a, a full-time stay-at-home dad. When, when we found out that I was pregnant, I was working full-time for the, for, for the U.S. Senator, and it just made sense for me to keep my job. It was very stable, good health insurance, good uh, salary. So we made the decision that my husband would stay home full-time, and he did, and he did everything. He did the cooking, the grocery shopping, the laundry, the Girl Scout cookies, the haircuts, the dentist appointments, and, and for us, it worked. And so when I launched my business in 2013, um, it just made sense that he would continue to do that. And, and I said, I'm going to really go gonzo because all of the research says that the majority of businesses fail within the first two years when you're an entrepreneur. And so I worked hard to build a successful business. And um, then, and that was, life was working. It was, it was good. And so in 2016, I had expanded. I had six coaches on my, uh, on my, on my team because I had created such abundance and we were rocking and rolling. Nice. Yep. And as part of that process, I was working on developing and researching this model called Thoughtfully Fit that was helping people deal with um, anything that life brought them so they could handle it in a thoughtful way. Because I noticed in politics, people who were not handling themselves thoughtfully were not getting the results they wanted. And so I started to research and I developed this model and it came alive in March of 2016. And I was so excited. My husband, John, was there and we were celebrating because years of research and development finally all came together. It was five days later 
that I got the phone call from my neighbor um, asking me, she said, I could hear the panic in her voice. And she said, where are you? What's going on at your house? And I'm like, I, I don't know. I'm not home. Why? And she said, Darcy, there is a, there's a SWAT team and police cars and 40 or 50 officers with guns surrounding your house. And they just took John out handcuffed and he was barefoot and he wouldn't look at us. Yeah. No kidding. What? My husband, what are you talking about? It was, it was, it was like, I was blindsided and it was like, it was the worst call you could ever imagine. My worst nightmare. Uh, I, I found out that my, and the next day was our 10 year wedding anniversary, um, actually. Oh my God. And, right. uh, uh, we were planning a spring break trip for the next week with the, with the girls. Um, he was arrested for sexual assault of a minor he had met online and he was taken away that day and he never came home. He was, uh, put in jail and uh, took about a year um, to have the conviction and um, he was ultimately sentenced to prison. And so that became the, um, the beginning of the worst, worst thing ever in my life I ever could have imagined. I was scared, I was scared for my girls. I, I, was, I, was, I was terrified. And I had to hire an attorney. This, the charges were so severe that uh, it, in addition to my husband needing a criminal defense attorney, I had needed my own attorney. And my attorney said, Darcy, don't talk to anybody about anything. And all of a sudden, I, I became ground zero to, to test drive this Thoughtfully Fit model that I, had, that I had just solidified that was helping clients deal with their obstacles and their hurdles. All of a sudden, I needed to use that model for my own life right right that that is it's like an earthquake right under your feet oh right yes and, and right i i can't imagine i mean yes an earthquake and a tsunami and right, a everything. hurricane all at once it yeah yeah right. and everything i had no umbrella i had no shelter i had no idea there was no forecast that this was coming right i just all of a sudden was in the eye of the storm and and, and this is not the focus of the episode at all, but it put it into context, like how long now did you learn that this was going on, um, that he was engaged in that type of, of behavior? Was it like a short period of time or was it for years? Oh no, it was for years. That's crazy. And, and so finally, I guess somebody caught him online and they were, you know, he was caught. Um, and, and now he's serving prison time. Yeah. And, and how long is he serving? He got a 10 year sentence. Okay. And that started what, 2014? He was arrested in 2016. 16. Okay. Mm -hmm. And okay. So he's, where are we? We're in 2021. So, <laughs> so he has a little bit more to go. And what's astonishing also is how did you, so you applied your thoughtfully fit model. Like, how would you even like have the awareness to do that? Oh, yeah, I, I tell you what. Um, and your that, kids. What's that? I said, and your kids. You have to. And my kids. You're dealing with that. Yeah, I mean, I was scared in in, the, in that moment. Where, like, where are they? What's going on? And so, so at, at the simplest level, I mean, I'll 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 share. And it, it certainly wasn't this simple, and it's not this simple. But I'm going to make it simple for anybody who's listening. 
at the core. So, so this whole model that I had developed, Thoughtfully Fit, is around the six obstacles that get in the way of being high performing. And at the core of Thoughtfully Fit is where the, your power is to explore your choices and focus on what you control. And so just like if you're physically fit, if you have a strong core, every movement's easier and you're less likely to get injured, right? And that your core is, is, is critical for, you know, whether it's cross-country skiing or basketball or, or just taking the stairs instead of the elevator, your core is We always is talk essential. about the core, yeah. Yeah, so in the Thoughtfully Fit model, the core is three simple steps. You pause, think, and act. And in that moment, all of what I had to do, I mean, luckily I had been working on building my Thoughtfully Fit Core for a long time on small stuff. You know, I get an email and I'd be angry and I'd start to pound out a response and I'm like, wait, pause, right? <laughs> pause, <laughs> take a breath, think, okay, what's going on here? What, what, what do you need to do to neutralize the situation, you know, and then act. And then in a lot of times I'd pick up the phone instead of hitting, you know, reply all in this moment of anger. Right. So I had had lots of practice, not only for myself, but with my clients, helping them to engage and build their core, pause, think, act. That's what I relied on when my life blew up over and over and over again, going back and engaging my core. Yeah. Now, and I love that analogy about the core, because whether you're talking about physical fitness or mental or emotional fitness, it, it, the core is the center of it all. Um, yeah. And it truly is. Because I know that because I have no physical core, <laughs> but I know how important it is. <laughs> right. Um, I'm working on it. <laughs> yes, I love it. <laughs> so, so you, you you start applying this. You know, like all right, it's now or never. Like if it's going to work, it'll apply to this situation, right? And and did you try to instill that in your kids too? Because how did they react? First, you're dealing with your reaction to this. Yeah. Then the nature of the charges and you have two daughters, right? How are they reacting to this? Because they were, how old at the time? They were eight and nine. So, right. How, how, how did you explain what was going on to them? And did you try to use the thoughtfully fit model with them? A hundred percent. Absolutely. Every day, every conversation, every moment I used it. Um, so, there's a whole long version of the answer to that. I'll give the short version. And a lot of that, I, I go into the, the book. I just published a book. It came out June 1st that, that outlines how I navigated all of this. So I'll give you- Which the, ironically the is called Thoughtfully Fit. We'll get to that. In <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the essence of what I, what I did. Um, I mean, first of all, I had to buy myself some time because I didn't know. And so I, I told my girls you know, immediately, um, so- dad has, has made a bad choice and there's been some consequences. And as soon as I can share more, I will, like, I just had to buy time. I didn't even know how to talk about it. I just felt right. And, um, and he's safe. He's okay. I had to buy some time so that I could call the child psychologist and talk through this and, and figure out. And the first, the first child psychologist I called said, okay, tell him he's on, he went on vacation. What? Are you kidding me? Their dad, who has never left their side their entire life, who read them bedtime stories, and, and we're supposed to go on spring break next week on an RV trip around, the, and just randomly he leaves without saying goodbye. No, I'm sorry. I'm not doing that. My girls need to trust me now. I am yeah. not lying to them. I don't like the vacation answer, not at all. I, right. So um, I eventually, it took me, it took me a 
four more therapists to find a good child therapist that I felt like I aligned with and could, could really work with. And so, um, I told my daughters, I, and, and, um, said, I'm going to, I'm going to want to share with you what happened. Um, you can ask any questions you want and I will answer them at an age appropriate level. Right. That's my job to protect you as my, as your mom, I'm not going to lie, but I'm going to answer them at an age appropriate level. And so for instance, the therapist said, um, don't use the word sex. They they're too young. They won't know. So, so I told them your dad's in jail for inappropriate touching of, of a girl who we didn't know. And, um, and, and that, um, was crazy because I, I got my, my sister and brother-in-law to be there to help me when I shared this news. Cause I was nervous. Um, and I had talked to the therapist. I had, all, I, I emailed in advance, all these talking points of everything and how I was going to say, and the therapist said, Darcy, this is all good. It's all right on, but here's the deal. I want you to just share these three, not these 33, just right. these three. They're young. They it's too much for them. Right. So I shared those three, I mean, you know, dad's in jail. He, and they asked a couple of questions. Uh, we decided to do it at the park so that they weren't at home and had bad feelings that, you know, and, um, they asked, you know, is he safe? Did we know the person is he, does he have food and TV? <laughs> Important question. Yep. Yeah. And then, and then they're like, mom, can we go on the slide? And I look at my sister and she looked at me. I'm like, yeah, go on the slide. Like that was all they could take at that moment. And so I learned how to meet them where they were. And of course, now they're uh, 14 and 15. There's been many, many conversations over the last five years um, where, I've, where I've shared more with them. And they have a relationship with their father now. Isn't that right? They do. They and, do. And they have since this all happened since it it hit the proverbial fan you have never sheltered them uh you know in a veil of you know which i would understand protection you know motherly protection um from dad right well at first i did because i i needed to do my due diligence to make sure that they were safe and that they were not at risk so i talked with the child psychologist the the victim's advocate the detective the investigator i i i wanted to make sure and thankfully they were never at risk there was never they were there was they were never in danger once i knew that then I talked to the, the therapist and I read a lot about trauma and about this type of a, of a situation. And everything I read, I learned said that it's in the best interest of children to have a relationship with an incarcerated parent if they are not in danger. And so I made a decision to foster that relationship if both my daughters and my uh, ex-husband wanted to have that relationship. And they did. And so we, um, I took them when, when he was here locally in jail before he was sentenced, I took him, um, them to see him. And then once he was sentenced to uh, his federal sentence, eight hours away, we went up right well before COVID um, regularly to, to, to visit him so that, and they talk on the phone and write letters. And I, I made a choice. And, and I commend you, uh, you know, a thousand percent for, for making that choice because the people who are listening to this and the people that I have worked with in divorce um, more often than I wish to, to tell you, I don't have to tell you it, you know, it, it's not like that. And you're not even dealing with an incarcerated parent. You're dealing with 
two people who are readily available. There's no issues other than the fact that the mom and dad hate each other mm-hmm. and they use the children as pawns. Um, and it's the saddest thing in the world. And, um, you know, so here with all the dynamics at play, not only did you have a, a spouse, their dad, who got arrested and, and is serving jail time, like that in and of itself is like, holy cow, right? But the nature of the why he's in prison, um, having two daughters, to me, that, that, that elevates it all too. Like, how did you verify or confirm that the children weren't at risk? Because he was stay-at-home dad. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, so in addition to doing my due diligence and and talking with all the experts and the the police and that, I I have mom guilt, mom gut, right? And my mom, I knew, I knew, I and I talked with my daughters, and so there, you know, every every person is going to have their 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 own journey and their own process. And believe me uh, when I say that I did my due diligence to make sure before I did anything moving forward that I felt confident from that perspective, dealing with, again, the victim advocate, the child therapist, talking with my, my daughters and with them in therapy. And so, um, you know, I feel, I feel, I feel blessed. Um, And I also just want to say, Jason, that while I chose that path and I chose to forgive my ex-husband, I don't judge anybody who, 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 has a different path and is making different choices. And I also, I also want to say, I don't judge anybody who's sitting there listening, judging me. Cause that's hard to believe that they're sitting there going like, who is this woman? That's ridiculous. That's, I get it. It's hard to understand and that's okay. Well, listen, uh, while there may be people who think that, um, I guarantee you there's people who also are on the other side of that saying, I can't believe this. That is great. Like, look at you. Um, that's how I feel about it. And right, we try not to judge people. Um, we have too much of that going on these days everywhere, right? But like what you did and what you're doing is not easy. Um, and that's why, I, you know, this thoughtfully fit model that you, you created, not only does it work because I have been, I think, informally doing this, you know, myself, um, but now I want to do it the way you do it with, you know, the structure, because I've been missing a few things, but like, <laughs> but like, you know, the whole pause and think, and like, that's what I preach too. When I coach people through their divorce, you know, like don't react, you can only control you. And, and, you know, so yes. it's the same base principles, but the fact that you like had this and then you were able to in- implement it for you and your kids to help you get through this, um, like it's just awesome and perfect timing. And, and that's your best testimonial that it works. It, it, thank you so much, Jason. And, and I, I tell you when this all went down, I, I was, I was scared. I was scared for my daughters. I was scared for myself. I thought life was over. Sure. Did not think that I would ever find joy. Certainly never thought that I'd be on a podcast with you uh, or that I'd have a book. Right. It was, it was scary. And so you know, um, if somebody's in the middle of it and in the emotions of it and the intensity, whether it's something as intense or severe as mine, or whether it's just been this slow boil of discomfort and dysfunction to, that leads to divorce, like it's emotional and it's hard. Just like if you want to, if you want to have a strong physical core, it's not easy. And you can't just do 20 sit-ups once a month and say, I'm good. You have to be consistent and train and practice. 
But the good news is the more you practice and train, the easier it gets. So the more you can pause and, 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 and become self-aware, like, oh my God, I'm triggered, I'm angry, and, and, and pause and think, what do I need to do in this moment to not react, to not be impulsive, to not, how can I remain calm? What's triggering me? What's needed in this moment? Like that think is asking those questions to create that self-awareness yes. and then to act thoughtfully and to self-manage. It's worth it. It's worth it. And it gets easier the more you do it. But you know what the moral of that is? And I'm glad you kind of said it the way you said it, because I'm going to phrase it this way and tell me if you disagree with what I'm saying here. But it takes work and you got to put in the work to get the results. Yes. Right. It's not an overnight thing. It's not a quick snap your fingers and we're better type of thing. But these techniques help and and they really do give you results. But you got to commit and, and, and put in the work. You do. And, 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 and so that's maybe the bad news for some people. The good news is you can start right now, right now. You can start where you are. Just like if you say you ultimately want to run a 5k, you don't wake up and go run a 5k tomorrow. You go buy running shoes and you jog four blocks and you walk home. Well, if you don't want to kill yourself. Yes. Right. (laughs) If you don't want to kill yourself, you jog six blocks and you walk home and you make that incremental progress because you're training and you're consistent. It's the same way. If you're th- sitting here going like, I don't know how in the world you could have a, a happy, healthy divorce with somebody who did that. I can't even do it with somebody. And, and, and they didn't do half of that. I get it. There's anger. So look at what in this moment, if you hit the pause button and you could think what's one place where you might be able to just create some awareness and self-manage and not send, not hit send on that, you know, angry email or not, and just be able to have a response that is thoughtful instead of impulsive. Start on the small stuff. And you know what I, that sounds like to me, and I'll phrase it a slightly different way is intentionality, right? Yes. Be, in, yes. be, in, be intentional with everything you do. Don't absolutely. React, right? It's about being intentional and mindful. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I can't think of a better way to end on that note. <laughs> if I, there's, there's, there's so many things we can to get into, but like I said, at the beginning, I'm going to have to have you on again because we just scratched oh, I would love the that. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. But tell everybody where they can find your book, Thoughtfully Fit. Yeah. So um, it, it's on, you know, Amazon and bookstores and Audible and all of that. If anybody wants to go to thoughtfullyfit.com, there is a free quiz there. It's two or three minutes. I talked about that the model is based on these six hurdles that my yes. clients experience, right? And that get in the way. That quiz you can take and it'll tell you what's your biggest hurdle. That's a place that you can start to create awareness. What's your biggest obstacle that gets in the way? And then it'll give you a strategy and how can you start to tackle that hurdle? And yeah, that's awesome. Move forward. Yeah. I, everybody, I encourage you to go to the website and I'll put it in the show notes too, in case you don't have a pen with yours right now. So don't worry about it and check it out. Take the quiz. It is a couple minutes. Um, and all the information about how you can reach Darcy is, is there, right? Absolutely. And my website is DarcyLoma.com. And I've got all sorts of blog articles, Thoughtfully Fit tips. I, every Thursday, I go live Thoughtfully Fit Thursday. I've got a Thoughtfully Fit Encore private group. If anybody wants more, they can join. It's a free group on Facebook. So lots of ways to get even more if you're like intrigued and you want more free stuff to learn how to be Thoughtfully Fit. How could you not be intrigued? I mean, you know, you, you, 
you can feel it just from talking to you, um, your passion. And, and, and that's awesome. It's in this type of a space. That's what people need to help them get through these tough times. So Darcy, thank you so much for being a guest with me today. And I hope everybody you check her out um, and see what you can glean from her resources. And thank you, Jason, for creating a space for people to be able to go to be intentional on navigating divorce and this like really, really hard time in their lives. So I truly appreciate being a, a resource for your guests. Well, that means a lot. All right, there you have it. Another one in the books, Darcy Loma. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Now, if you are looking for help with your divorce and are looking for some coaching from a former divorce attorney turned coach, yes, that's me, then hit me up, Jason at jasonlavoy.com. You can check out my website, jasonlavoy.com, and my programs are there. I do group and one-on-one coaching. So take action, start the new year fresh, and get on the right track. In the meantime, all I'm going to ask you to do is be strong, act confident, and stay positive. I'm Jason Lavoy, a.k.a. The Divorce Resource Guy, and I'll be seeing you real soon. Oh,